Hey everybody, welcome back in to the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It's brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and we're going to have a fun, casual conversation. I'm not even sure what all we're going to talk about, but we, <laughs> the snowpocalypse is coming, Yeah. so we have to get it in, make sure that we can have our show on Mondays in here, and Nicole Cox is back. Nicole, I, Columbus has been good. The curfew's li- lifted, so people can come it, hang out. It's amazing. If they can brave the snow. Yes. Another thing that Roosters has survived, and we've all survived, so people can get back in. How, how late are we open now? What's what's going on for Roosters? Through the week, so what is it? Sunday through Thursday, we take last call for food and alcohol at 11.15, and then Friday, Saturday um, at 12.15. So it's, it's so exciting. And even though it's really only one more hour for, I mean, dine-in, it's longer, but it's just it feels like we're getting back to normal. COVID can't catch you. How crazy is it? We're excited. <laughs> I know. Not that I've seen 1115 in a restaurant for, for a long time, <laughs> but it's just exciting that you're able to do that. Yeah. If you would yeah, like you, to, right? you and me with, with young, young <laughs> yeah, kids at exactly. home, we're not, mm-hmm. not banging down the door. For no. <laughs> uh, that's Justin's Wick, Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter. Bobby, we, we've made it. Another milestone. No, it's been... Uh, you've, it's le- been you've led this whole crusade. Well, you know, just trying to make sure, you know, maybe you wear two masks, maybe you stay out a little bit later. I mean, I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I know people that used to try to double up stuff all the time when they were in college. I don't know oh, if that, the effectiveness of that or if two masks <laughs> is better than one. I've seen contradicting theories, but the fact that we're able to get out now, Ohio looks like it's in a pretty good place. A lot of the schools are starting to go back full time, which I know, you know, if you have children of school age, a lot of parents are incredibly excited oh, sure. about that. So you're not like part time tutor, part time parent, part time your full time job as well, trying to mash all that back in. So it's awesome. We're seeing kind of some things open up and hopefully here, you know, we're right in the midst of it. But middle of February, all of a sudden, a month from now, you could be getting days that are 60 and then you could be getting snow again. But <laughs> there are days in March where you do get some some shorts weather. So I'm looking forward to that. We're oh, I know. Austin's looking shorts forward weather. to that. I mean, he's got, sh- you got pants I, I on today? I thought about putting on some shorts today. The snow's <laughs> yeah, not coming I mean, down yeah. yet. Um, but I'm just counting down the days till Pinehurst, Jay-Z. So yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm jealous you bring that one up, man. Uh, big programming. Mo- no, no, okay, I mean, yeah. as you guys are trying to escape and go down south. So as you look at this today. Well, Jay-Z went and ski. Went ski yeah, I just got out from out west. Yeah. And then he brought it back with us. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, More than we had when I was there, unfortunately. <laughs> but at right. least you have the sun out there when yeah. you're doing it. That's the sun on your Blue face. Bluebird, yeah. It keeps you happy. Okay, programming uh, note. Programming note. Today, 15th of February, right. the day after Valentine's Day, Woody Hayes' birthday. So obviously a huge date in Ohio State history. Yeah. You know, the winningest coach in Ohio State history, most national championships, all all the good things that come with Woody. And then also, on February 14th, 17 years ago today, it was snowing and cold in Dallas, Texas, or, or yesterday, snowing and cold in Dallas, Texas yesterday, as it was 17 years ago. Anthony Schlegel was married Whoa. to his lovely wife. Oh, my goodness. There you go. That's right. It's their anniversary day. Seven, 17, yeah, 17 years. So he was joking with me yesterday as I, I was talking to him, maybe on Saturday, he was Bro, it's freezing cold and snowy again. And we came down there. AJ and I hyped it up to us. Oh, it's Dallas. It's winter. It's going to be great. And we back shorts. I think the only pants I, I brought were the ones that I actually had on. Go to on. the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> go to the wedding. And like, that was it. Like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Like, hang out by the pool. Well, North, North Texas, like Dallas, isn't Houston by any stretch. You know, it sure as heck isn't like San Antonio or Corpus. So it was cold. It was snowy. They're actually, like, they, I mean, when it snows in Dallas, you have no removal mm. equipment, so it shut down. So thankfully, we had uh, the Marxes down there with some other people, yep. r- full-grown adults who could rent cars. But <laughs> <laughs> get us around. Yeah, because you guys uh, weren't able to yeah, at that no, point in time. Yeah, 21, 21 years old. 21 years yeah. old. And the good. The, <laughs> and Schlegel was getting married already. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Schlegel was like 24. <laughs> well, yeah, he was like 24, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30
we uh, we go down there, and this was back. This is a great little story because it was back in the day where you could it ratcheted up security. It's obviously post nine eleven, but you could still bring liquids onto a plane. Mm. And so we're in college, didn't have any money. Freedom. AJ's dad paid for the flights. My dad paid for the hotel, and like that's how we we got it done. And we wanted to like enjoy our plane ride, so we we brought our own elixirs with us on the plane. Okay. And so, you know, had some Gatorade, get some Gatorade bottles from the Woodies, you mix it up, you have a good time, <laughs> relax. It's like a time warp, boom, you fall asleep, all of a sudden you're where you need to be. And so the second leg of our flight, we're going from Atlanta to Dallas. And AJ's dad got a great status wherever he gets his two front seats, 747, seat in the middle, not us, so he wasn't going to put two huge dudes together, no, which is the worst. Oh, you want that's when you give the old yeah. stretch out. We've done that many times on our way back yeah. from Vegas, Bob. I know, so, trying to keep people from getting in the middle. Well, this was this was actually like this wasn't Southwest. It was a Delta or something. <laughs> maybe I don't know. And there was a lady. It was probably about Nicole's size sitting in between. Like we're sitting there, and she comes. I'm like, oh, this is. I feel bad for her. All I know, you know, we had some libations, relaxed a little bit, and the next thing I know, I remember falling asleep. I wake up. And my leg is touching AJ's leg. And this, I'm like, I don't even know where this, where this lady's legs went. Like, we're just sitting there, like, spilling all over. I mean, she probably got out of the three seats instead of having, like, a third. She probably was more allocated, like, 15%. I think oh. she had half of her chair. You guys, I take one for the team on our way home from the Buckeye Cruise a lot of oh, times. Yeah, like, I'll take the middle seat. I, I know I'm getting the middle seat. Uh, but we're much more, like, courteous now. When you're 21 years old, it's like, oh, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I got the, I'm getting as much space as I can, and, and you didn't know the person. <laughs> well, she's lucky she didn't have you guys on the way back because you would have been sweating booze out, oh, I'm sure. It was, it was, <laughs> those, yeah. those two big animals oh. with the long hair. I'll never forget coming home from Vegas one time, those two guys, somebody was lighting up the cabin. <laughs> and you just had these two guys acting like they were sleeping, just lighting everybody up. Oh, I can sleep on a plane. For, <laughs> I can sleep on a plane for years. Like My wife gets mad about it. So I'll, I'll sit down. I'll, there's times where I'll take off, fall asleep before takeoff and like literally wake up when he, we, that's wheels hit the ground. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, like, it it's like if you ever wanted time time travel, like that's kind of it. <laughs> Teleporter. I mean, I, poof, you go to sleep and two then, hours later. Fly, fly west and then you check your time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Especially the Perfect. flights west. I want to sleep the whole time. Yeah, so February 14th, big day in Ohio State history. That's that's huge. Two uh, dudes, day. two dudes that slammed a guy on the field that weren't players at the time. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Schlegel's anniversary, Woody uh, Hayes' birth. There funny. you go. Speak. That's, that's an Ohio State tradition, unlike any other. <laughs> like you just you gotta do it. You uh, do. They, I don't know how they teach that to you over there in that building, but I mean, Schlegel, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Like, will anybody ever do it better? Anytime no, you see like no. a streaker run on the field, which happened again yeah. at the Super Bowl, yeah, which the guy's not getting paid now because <laughs> well, he because he admitted to it, right? Well, I. I'm not sure. I don't know if I bought that in the first place. You can't, mm. They cap prop bets, so I don't know how he could have gotten it that high. That's that's the one thing that I was trying to figure out. I, I guess the story was that he got like seven other guys together. Like we're all, I'm gonna do it. Let's try and build up like thirty five thousand mm. or something like that. Uh, they're betting offshore. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't believe he it. Ran his mouth and yeah. Yeah. Who knows? If you're trying to actually pull off a heist, yeah. You you don't tell it. anybody. We right? borrowed some of Nicole's undergarments. There, there's things that exactly <laughs> fit. Is that what? <laughs> I mean, I, his pants were falling down. You're not going to want those back. <laughs> no, thank no. you. No, thank you. I mean, uh, if, if Roosters asked me to go, you know, make some money for them at the Super Bowl and streak, I'd, I'd have to think about it. But <laughs> Well, yeah, if that's free Roosters for the rest of your life or, Wait. you know, something along those lines. Like said, you'd do it for just a bowl of mac and cheese bites. <laughs> well, I know, guys, I'm already trying to figure out a way to send those to him in Florida. Like, how, how can we do that? How could we just surprise him with a bunch of these mac and cheese bites? Well, oh, we're going so to have to 
you know, have the con jet come pick us up. We'll go down there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we have to, I'll do it. I that, mean, <laughs> that might be that might be the way you catch him, Nicole. We just find out when he's getting dropped back off in Columbus because he and Urban are are taking a bunch of these private jets to get going uh, with the family up here. So just take him to the airport, send him on the way. He'll be snapping some uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. On the flight. Yes. They'll still be warm. I need your help making that happen, Austin. Okay. I 100% well, want to we'll, do it. We'll talk to Schlegs about it. Also on this show, I think we'll talk about football at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to have Spencer Holbrook join us later. Uh, Al Washington decided to stay. They mm. brought on some analysts that maybe uh, you guys might know. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Just thinking with this weather forecast, and I'm not sure the snow's coming down quite yet, five to eight inches we're getting. Sometimes you had to play football in these games, Jay-Z, but... <laughs> What is what's the worst weather you've had to play in? <laughs> speaking of Dallas or speaking of Texas, I guess uh, Alamo Bowl. You remember that practice? That was the coldest practice I, I think I ever was a part of. We went to the you know the Alamo Bowl in '04, and it was I think it was the first day of practice, which everybody's a little slow that first day of practice. Uh, at least some of the guys, anyways. I think Rob Sims was singing Carmen Ohio in, in one of the bars, you know, late that night. But uh, it was one of the coldest. I think we had a, a video guy who was up in one of the, uh, whatever you call those things, that lifts you up in the sky, uh, hypothermia. Like, I had to come bring, brought him down to the hospital, uh, if I remember correctly. Brought like, it down, was. Like, he went down in the lift. Yeah. He had to get somebody and go lower the lift to get him off. Yeah, like, it was nuts. They look up, and he had fallen down, like, was laying in there. San Antonio, people think it's. Well, that's what I mean. We're all going, ah, Texas, you know, it's going to be warm. Well, it's the desert. Yeah. And so when it gets cold, man, it the was wind freezing. was coming. Mm-hmm. And Tress, you know, he used to always try to get everybody to get lose weight by the end of the year. So he'd crank the heat up in here. So we're used to practicing like 85, oh, yeah, 90 yeah. degrees, sweating to death. And you go down there, I mean, it was it was the worst. It was awful. No one was prepared for it. We didn't no. have any cold gear. It wasn't like you're going to play in a cold game. No, all yeah. this stuff. You're in a bowl game, you know? Like, you're, oh. you're, we're used to Scottsdale. And let's <laughs> practice like, inside the Alamo Dome? What's, no. Oh, we were at a high school, high school field, grass. Trinity High School. Is that That's what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my worst. I, I'll, so I'll never forget practice. that. practice. Okay. Yeah. Hey, the practice is the worst because it's like the coaches can kind of extend that as long as they Yeah, want. exactly. There's, There's no, no clock. clock. <laughs> like they, you, they, in practice, the clock stops. Like you have periods and stuff. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, you talked about time yeah. travel and stuff before. Yeah. It's like We've been in period eight already, didn't we? Yeah. It was three minutes. I think they restarted this. Yeah. How did this, get, how did this yeah. happen? I would say the coldest for me, there's kind of two. Played Washington in D.C. week 17, I think, in 2003. And it wasn't all that cold. It was about 40, but it was about 25 miles an hour in a driving rain. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Like, it, you just literally soak yourself in water and walk into a wind tunnel. It was awful. Like, and for it not being, like, sub-freezing, I'm like, I would have died for it yeah. to be 30 degrees. Just turn that into snow, and it would have been yeah. fantastic. Oh, for sure. Because you're just not chilling your bones. And then <clears throat> played up in Green Bay week 17, I think, my sixth year in Detroit. And it was, it was cold. There was about probably seven or eight inches of snow. They had to scrape before the Dang. game. Down in you know the twenties, like we didn't really have that in the Big Ten as much because we used to wrap up before Thanksgiving. So oh, yeah, get it. well you know what? Speaking cold. of Wisconsin though, remember uh, when we went to play Wisconsin oh. in warmups? It was probably 50, 55. Mm-hmm. People were in short sleeves. It was great. We go in, come back out, and it was like thirty degrees with twenty mile an hour winds, rain, rain sleets. It was the I mean that because you know I was 
freshman, I think that was our freshman year. Or that was our that was my redshirt yeah. freshman year. It's our second year. Old so you know, I was still Scotty Mack was backup. I traveled that game, and I'm just like I came out with no sleeves on because it was like <laughs> it was nice. And then you know, just coat the. I don't think I moved from my spot so on Nic- the sideline. Nicole, you've been around the sidelines at Ohio State before trucking around. Tell us what it's like for you when you get to cut caught in that wind tunnel. It's. <laughs> It's miserable. And I know, and I feel for you guys, I'm like, hopefully somehow they just keep themselves warm because they're like really into the game. I have no idea. But I remember an Ohio State Michigan game, and I can't remember what year it was, but I remember not being able to feel my feet. Like, and I got home and I was like concerned. It may have been 02. <laughs> 02 was a pretty cold it uh, was, Michigan game. I was game. very concerned. I was, I mean, my hands were frozen and I, we had like double gloves, tons of coats, like, and it was still just. Let me tell you the secret with the gloves. And this is what a guy at the NFL <laughs> told me. You wear the latex gloves under your real gloves. It's like a, it's like a seal skin on there and it locks in. Those are heat. hot. When we put them on sweat. in the kitchen. Oh, your hands yeah. will be sweaty, yeah. And so that's the secret. You get the normal gloves, but underneath you put the latex. And so you see a lot of NFL wide receivers. The guy's like, you got to keep them off the heater too much because you know, they will start to melt into your skin. Because <laughs> you see guys all the time, they'll burn their pants. They get You're so numb. You get so close to the heater, you have your hands on it, and they'll start the gloves will heat up and start to melt. But the latex gloves underneath whatever idea. glove you're wearing. Bobby, that is secret. the greatest idea. Thank it's you. Just I teaching just, us things. I love it. Another cold one, 04. You remember our spring game? You were talking about how oh. in, in March you might get 60-degree weather and snow. I think that spring game in 04, we had snow, sleet, wind, and 30 to 35 degree weather. That was probably the worst as far as the practice goes. You get sunburned early in the spring. It was just terrible. It's it's your spring game. You want to go out and have a good time afterwards, enjoy the springtime, and it was snowy, windy, and rainy. When Nicole, usually these miserable. two get to run around. Like they're, they're being, they don't know how hard <laughs> I didn't it do is. too much running around. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, not for the spring game that year because it was Jay-Z had another year left, but it was going into yeah. like our fourth year, so it was you know, the seniors, a lot of us, and we're going out there and playing – and they're like they're pulling us in the first quarter. I'm like, this is no way, not not now. Yeah. Dude, you want us to come out here and pull yeah, us? You want to do this? Rest? Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Up. I'm playing the whole game because I'm not going to stand here and just <laughs> yeah. freeze to death on the sidelines. I might as well. the worst. Get, I got dressed up. Yeah. Like, I've already got a sweat going. Yeah. I might as well just keep it keep it going. Unless you're going to let me shower up and put real clothes on, I'm yeah. I'm going out. So we kept trying to sneak into the game late because it was just so brutal. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's no I, fun. I feel like though every I've noticed like going to the bowl games the past couple years. So not this past national championship but the one before in Dallas it was everybody came yeah. back and mind you it wasn't as cold as like you know a Green Bay Wisconsin or anything but even in Scottsdale two yeah, years ago I mean it and people didn't prepare so it that's the worst part and you can't find gloves at oh. the store there it's not like they're just packed you know with snow <laughs> well, they like winter stores gear. down there <laughs> oh my goodness it, it was cold it was really cold. That's when we should have known, Nicole, that something was going to go wrong. Like, the universe had shifted. It rained every day in Scottsdale. Ohio State should be winning that game. And then it was like, all the calls, everything. We don't even have to relive it again. But it was because something something was wrong before the game started. Yeah. And it's raining all week in Scottsdale. Our hotel so. lost electricity oh, for yeah, like, I heard about yeah. That. It was just a lot of things were going wrong. But it's just so much harder for us in the media and the fans, Bob. <laughs> I had, have sympathy for us, please. 2003, I'm covering New Mexico at Wyoming in a blizzard. They don't even know if New Mexico is going to make it because they didn't have a – at that time, they didn't have an extra hotel for visiting teams to stay in in Laramie. So they stayed in Cheyenne. So you have to bus over a mountain mm. and come mm. down you know, and come down to 7,200 feet. And it's 
snows all night. We get like 26 inches of snow. Oh that gosh. Um, you know, there's maybe 700 people in the stands. New Mexico made it. They, could, they couldn't move on the field. It was one of the worst games you've ever seen for obvious reasons. But they got so much snow that the press box door wouldn't close. And I was, you know, the youngest person on the beat at that point. So my seat was right by this door that wouldn't close. Mm. So I just had, like, I was trying to write with, like, those cart mitts that I had for golf. Like, yep. just scribbling with mittens on. Like, I couldn't, you know... I couldn't move like you guys. Just get be warmed on the field. It's so much easier to go. Well, I think that's what I want to hear. I want to hear your growing up in Wyoming state championship golfer. I'm sure you played in some weather, right? Because I mean that's a fall sport. Is it uh, fall, out there? Yeah, fall state championship. Uh, yeah, October last week in October in Wyoming. The orange ball. Yeah, you snow. got uh, <laughs> played played uh, one round in in Cheyenne. Like the round of my life. It was so cold. You talk about like. You can't. I, I can't play with two gloves on or heavy gloves. Yeah. So it oh, yeah. starts snowing. It's like uh, you know, twenty-five degrees, and somehow shot seventy-six. Oh and, my and, gosh! Like, and like you just go in the clubhouse and you're like, "How did everybody do?" I'm like, "Well, you, that's like you, you might as well have shot twenty-five hundred in." There. Yeah, Nobody, no you, doubt. Are you like, kidding me? That was twenty-five degree weather. That's one I'll, for a state championship. I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, and you had shorts on, didn't you? Oh, well, <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> so, I, and then I. I pretended to. This is a really. This is this is a, like a Bobby Carpenter temper story, <laughs> like getting tossed out of a spring game when I didn't want to play. Um, I went on the bus and like every. So I was like, uh, you know, I turned the card seventy six and got go to the back of the bus and like, man, that was incredible. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I missed a couple putts that shit. I'm on, in fact, everyone's praising. I'm trying to play it off, and so I'm like, ah, I didn't. I didn't win that event, and so I like, I like tried to throw a, a Gatorade bottle down at my pillow on the bus. Missed it by a little bit and threw it straight through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there goes Austin, like, like sore no, loser. No way, because I breaking windows. Have a, a, a reputation for okay. on the course, and so I was, you know, playing off of that and making a joke. But we've got to drive now three hours <laughs> back from Cheyenne <laughs> with a busted window, Casper, and it's like, you know, put like every blanket that we had and some cardboard. It was a chilly ride, so I had to pay for that joke that I made. You know, I had to write an apology oh, to yeah. the bus driver, and uh, uh, was, I'm, I'm impressed you had that much strength and velocity. Well, you know, that's well back then. I mean, you got to think was he, he was a different back athlete back, back then. I hadn't I hadn't been introduced to roosters. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we that have healthy options. We have healthy options. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, that's news to me. Roosters <laughs> over there. Yeah. Those are for I know. you. Yeah, mm. delicious. They're my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Well, tomorrow, <laughs> not a healthy option. If you can make it out, we got the fried mushroom. Ooh. I know those are Jay-Z's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nicole, you're, Definitely you're trying to get the, the corn dogs back, right? That's, I we, we are working on it. Can you we throw are. the... It was a supplier issue. So, you know, I we were joking. I was like, we need to do like a video series of Restaurant 101 behind the scenes yeah. of... Like why things why aren't on the menu anymore. Or menu what or why they're... You know, on Super Bowl Sunday, for yeah. instance, people... You know, we're like, why can't I get wings at not a ton of people, but why can't I get wings at 530 when I called at, you know, 230 and it truly it's like there is a system and the fryers can only handle so much. And it's I mean, we've got it down. We've done everything we can. And we even have our food truck at one of the restaurants to help with all the wings. We went through um, 
209,000 wings oh, on Super Bowl on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday? Wait, wait, wait. Huh. That's just that's traditional. Yeah. That's just traditional. We went through 160,000 boneless oh on God. Super Bowl oh. Sunday. That is wild. So thank you, everyone, yeah. for like ordering from us. I mean, it means so capacity, much to us. Nicole, could we get any, any more wings out of there? You want Schlegs and I to come down? We'll sit through this process. <laughs> oh, time, I all your supply chain. You wait till it. next week. I will bring all of the research we have on. I mean, we would have area meetings on. We just would learn every year. So now that's why we offer the early bird special. If you pick it up Let's between it. one and four, or one and five, that way yeah, it lets off it. some yeah. of the pressure from that dinner hour. Wow! Because we want we want to be able to serve everyone. You know, we feel terrible if we aren't able to. So. Do you want to serve them those chips that you guys used to make? Working on that. Yeah. Too. Okay. Wait, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Nicole didn't you know, know that she was coming in here for. All right. Well, you know, they, they, don't, the it's a source. They of brought up the corn dogs, and they're I had a conversation with one of the waitresses here, and I'm like, the chips are gone. They're what? my favorite. I know. They're my favorite ever. And they used they're to my be at all favorite. the. Uh, they'd be at all the the golf events. I mean, it'd yeah. be wings and chips. So our catering department. So, so another cool. behind the scenes. Another behind the scenes. That's what we're here for. Yeah, we're February fifteenth. Yes, we need behind the scenes. The mini corn dogs. We were having supplier issues. So people like with COVID. Can you go talk to them for you. You know, know. with Send co- in the muscle. Yeah, for COVID, we don't. They a lot of manufacturers used to work seven days a week, and now they aren't. And the place we get our chicken wings from. They're the best ever, and they have an agreement with us that they will continue to do seven days a week just so we can make sure we have enough chicken. Wow. So that's good. Yeah. But the mini corn dogs, they're, whatever the supplier is, they were having issues getting us the product. So that was the issue with that. And then the chips was a cooking consistency issue, but we're working on it. Okay. Well, yeah, that was my I went to order some one day, and they're like, I no. They're consistently good. Yeah. They're oh, very even, even my thing good. was, Golf event? Oh. even oh. if yeah. they're like too Perfect. crispy or not cooked enough they're good still any good. way you mm-hmm. get them give them some okay. ranch give me the extra about crispy mm-hmm. guys well, thanks yeah. for bringing it up yeah, no seriously oh, thanks for bringing it up it i was, love it it was a sad i bit. love it oh. corn dogs are sad but yeah. i mean the chips i love those you things. have any oh, complaints they're my about favorite the it's like yeah. no I, while the girl's sitting here i didn't realize the chips were uh, bob thinks the salad bob thinks the salad and the grilled chicken are very good i got listen i got some of the are you off your fast now right yeah man so i had uh i've got a pizza pizza going there the salads here are really good so i get no i know everything's good right the sandwiches are fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, there's the problem is when I come here because yeah. there's so many different you things. Like, mm-hmm. I forgot there was even a back side of the menu. I guess I've just never thing. got to that healthy page in the menu. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably my issue. Uh, um, it's a special menu, Austin. You have to ask for it. Well, <laughs> the healthy one. The rest of it's all in my mind at this point, so I don't even need that. Uh, we're going to let Nicole, after all of that, <laughs> yeah. go, and she's going to go work on getting the chips for Jason. Yeah, yes, the, the chips and the mini corn dogs. We're going to turn her loose, and we're going to replace her with Spencer Holbrook and actually talk about a little bit more football nicole thanks for glad to have you back thanks for thanks joining us for having me guys we'll be right back on letterman live brought to you by roosters roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with they're involved in everything we do from our personal foundation to also the cancer research fund and that's from the buckeye cruise from cancer to all the events leading up to the buckeye cruise they donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart and we're so fortunate to have been with roosters now for a long long time all the folks at roosters are just genuinely kind folks and they want to make a difference Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into the rest of Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. We've got Spencer Holbrook now in the house. 
I can't believe that Bobby and Jay Z didn't know about your nickname, but yeah. that's we're gonna go ahead and knock that out right now. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, everybody who watches already knows. <laughs> yeah, they've they've heard it. We'll just share it after. I mean, I've heard it before, but I don't know where it originates yeah. from. it's it's a good it's a it's a good tale for after the show's okay. over. We'll catch you guys up on that. Uh, last week, a busy week. We talked about it on Monday, and it was hard to believe, Bob, that um, it still didn't resolve itself until later in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, for Al Washington to make his decision to stay. But you know, as we talked about. It really was a, a tough call with the amount of money, uh, maybe what that career could lead to at Tennessee or not lead to, and then sticking with the situation like this. And he did not, uh, to my understanding, get that raise that you and I talked about to seven figures. Uh, there is going to be a new title, run game coordinator, um, but I think you know it's a modest raise for Al Washington to stay, and that I think is what made it maybe drag out. Well, here's the good news. Since uh, everybody that works at Ohio State is a public employee, <laughs> all those things will be disclosed. Yeah, so find that they can him and haw and like pretend like we're not going to talk about this right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, thank thank you to the Freedom Information Act. Yeah. Like all those things are going to yeah. be out there. And so if he didn't get a million dollars, like that that really bothers me because and I don't care where the money came from. And I honestly, people get upset. Like it's a single family, single income family, and football funds everything right now. And it's not even close. And so, you know what? You you want to compete with Alabama. You want to compete with Clemson. These elite schools, like they pay their coaches a heck of a lot of money. And so, yeah. you've got to come strong and and raise the bar with that. And so, yeah, you get a title bump. You get a little bit of a raise. But my goodness, man, like with what they were talking about paying him at Cincinnati, it's life changing money for a guy who's never had any type of payday like that. He's really good. He's a great recruiter. You know, he does a good job coaching his players. I think he relates really well to players. There's a lot of upside. He's young. He's a Columbus guy. Like, I'm really happy he stayed here. And, you know, super excited for him to be on the staff going forward. Because I love helping him out in anything that I can. Because he's, he's a very humble guy. And he's, he's an egoist, dude, which helps a lot, too. Yeah. But, you know, his dad played here. Just I, They need to find a way. Like, we've spent a lot of money at Ohio State on some things that maybe <laughs> – are ill-advised, I right. would say. Yeah. Sure. Not the most maybe, necessary. Maybe we could probably start allocating some of those dollars a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see these programs. I mean, like Clemson, I think, has had their defense coordinator for how long, right? And he's making, Medibles, what, $2 million? $2 yeah. But, I mean, now, that's what you got to do, Tony right? Now Elliott's $2 million a year. Yeah, yeah, so you got to do. I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, Al shouldn't take that job, you know, blah, blah, blah. But 1.5 is a lot of money, right? So, I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, you should wait for something better. Or, you know, Tennessee, you don't want that job. But... When you're getting offered that kind of money, you got to take a serious look at it. I think he made the right decision. I think you stick with this team, you stick with Ryan Day, and just with the way they've been winning, and, and I think more opportunities will come. I, I think it was a smart move not to jump right away. I mean, sure, it was really hard to say no, um, but knowing you're getting a little bit, a little bit of a bump where you're at, where you want to be, where you've been successful, and just kind of seeing how it goes in the future, I think that's probably the smart play. But for a young coach, man, that, that had to have been tough, right? I mean, no wonder it played out over a couple of days. And, and to both of your points, I mean, if you're looking at Clemson and what they've allocated, you know, Gene Smith has always said he, he hesitant about the arms race and paying the assistance. Well, what else are you spending the money? Clemson uh. cut its track program and then gave raises to football coaches. They sort of understand mm -hmm. where it's going. Well, if you don't if you don't want your coaches to leave every year, I mean, you know, you you, you know that's coming down the pipe. You know the university is going to pay these guys. That's going to help Ryan Day have a coaching staff that is going to put them into the playoffs. And every I'm not year. saying that. I don't mean to suggest that it's right to just get rid of every other sport. 
Like you shouldn't yeah. keep playing. If you're them. paying it's the bills. You can do what but, you gotta do, but right? You do have to recognize <laughs> yeah. what is funding that. So, and he, here's the problem that I have with it. And believe me, I they have 36 varsity sports at Ohio State. They're all very competitive. All You've got great facilities. You have great student athletes across the board. Like, and I love that. That's one of the great things about it here. The problem is the same people will say that you should keep every single sport, and they don't ever see anything get cut. Will also complain when you lose to Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear those two things. They're dichotomies that are working against each other. Like you can't try to say, "Well, we should be the best at football." Well, then all of a sudden you have to begin to divert some of that. So you've got to find a way. And frankly, right now, I mean, it's probably a difficult time to fundraise. You know, you didn't have season tickets. You're kind of a little budget crunch at this point in time. I would imagine just due to the lack of you know people in the stands and you know the economy at large everything yeah yeah, i mean there's just a lot of businesses that you probably believe would be more willing to help you know contribute and donate that probably don't have the means to do so at this point in time and so i understand all of those things but it's tough like don't tell me you want to be the best and complain like because people people were ticked off that we lost alabama great yeah that's awesome you know, like beating Clemson yeah. wasn't enough. To be, yeah, them. to be mad that you made the, the yeah. championship game and got beat. Like, what, they, it's terrible. Well, you know what? Look how much they pay. Alabama's got like 47 analysts down there. Mm-hmm. They, they pay these guys oh, all the time. They bring in new dudes every year, right? Every time. Three or four guys. There's never any budgetary concerns. Mm-hmm. And Nick Saban's making like $10 million a year. No one even thinks twice about it. He might even be worth more than that. Okay. But it's just, I mean, the, 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 the push and pull with that of trying to figure that out and how that's going to work. And so Eugene can say he's hesitant about that. That may all be well and good, but you know, at some point in time, you have to really prioritize because if, if football begins to take a hit, the, Ohio State is the driver for the Big mm-hmm. Ten, like far and away. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close to you know, the numbers that it pulls and the and the popularity, not even in the region, but countrywide. Yeah. So, if you're not up there and considered one of the top four or five programs in the country right now, you you might as well just kind of be like everybody else. No, no, that's like where the, Notre Dame's really good. Mm-hmm. Like all they get there and lose. Like yeah, you can't be. They have a good teams. year every what four yeah. years or whatever it is, and and they go lose in the playoff. And that's basically what you'd be relegated to. So you have to make decisions, and they're tough. I'm not saying it's easy, but you know what? Athletic director Gene Smith's making uh-huh. he's making a million dollars now too to make decisions like that. Yep. So you have to figure yep. out ways. You're going to hurt some up. people's feelings if you want your program, your football yep. program that kind of handles things around here to to be successful and continue to be successful. On one end, it's not that easy, Bob, and you know everybody understands how difficult these decisions are, but at the end of the day, when you get the budget sheet and you see, oh, that many hundred million in football revenue, oh, maybe that's the sport that we should be paying the coaches for. Maybe that's where we need to allocate a little bit more funds, and if you're having trouble doing that, well, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and see, you know, what are we spending money on that maybe should go to Al Washington, Brian Hartline, these coaches that that are making you be able to fund 36 sports. And the other part of it, too, when we're talking, I mean, really every conversation in college football right now revolves around these three programs, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. So we talked about what Clemson's paying and what they did with some other sports. Alabama seems to have recognized, uh, and it's not solely about – supporting football as much as it is a recognition that Nick Saban and a national championship brings in oh, 100,000 applications to the school. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's, you know, so I'm not, maybe just to pin it all on Gene Smith would not be accurate. Um, and we'll see if a new president, new leadership, you know, whatever, board of trustees, if they, you know, they've got to say, well, if we if we don't want to compete at that level, maybe that will impact the school as a whole. It, it may or may not, but... Yeah. Oh, there's no denying since 2002, the, fir- the first national championship won here in over 30 years. Enrollment has been up. Our applications have been up, which has driven up 
correlated to driving up the the entrance scores, the Mm -hmm. GPAs, all of those things. Like, and people can laugh at that, but it's 100% accurate. There's no greater marketing that you're going to find than having your team and brand out there all the time like that and being able to get exposed to programs. Is the school great? Absolutely it is. But, I mean, you used to be able to get in here with a 98.6. That's Paul. That's uh, body temperature. That does. That that is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a thirty ACT person oh, gosh, to yeah. walk through the door. No I mean, it's tough. It's changed. It's tough, and that's all been in the last twenty years. Yeah, I just saw something. It was just interesting to me. It was just talking about recruiting and how much universities spend on it. Yeah, I don't think Ohio State was in the top ten. So it's like you go out and you win. You go win ball games and you be in the playoff and you win Big Ten titles. You know, that, that speaks volumes for your university, for you. You don't maybe have to go out and spend as much money as others. And that's, and that's and, only over-the-counter money. Well, that's only money that's reported. <laughs> that's, not, hey, that's not the McDonald's <laughs> bag money. That's Tennessee's <laughs> slush fund yeah. I mean, they might not even be in the top 40. No, yeah, you're right. But what about, like, some of the expenditures, like the Hugh Freeze stuff? Do those things count in? I mean, if you're... I mean, if you're if you're turning well, that in for expense report, yeah, for your expense report, <laughs> and if you're hey. if you're attending like cabarets on the road, but also there with high school coaches, <laughs> you know, so you're trying not it's like, like players, but the coaches <laughs> to really sit there and hash some Wait, things out. Yeah, I mean, Boy, are we suggesting a lot of business gets done? Benders. Great kitchens, knee benders. Remember that. <laughs> that's uh, that's a story for another day, another time. Just from you know the on-field perspective, keeping Al Washington here. I mean. If you were replacing all four linebackers, Bob, and the linebackers coach, mm-hmm. not saying it couldn't be done, but it's not one that you would sign up for if you're Ryan Day. Well, and it's tough because this is kind of Al's first time now to really have a group of guys that he recruited to come through here, and you know they've developed with him a couple years and to begin to work those guys now into the system. And so that's tough when you begin to break that trust, and they're like, all right, we've got another coach coming in yeah. now. And it's, it's difficult to kind of work through that. Um, and so, I mean, we had – we lost Mark Snyder. He became the coordinator my junior year. Luke Fickle took over the room. And so it's just he was already on staff, but it's just different hearing a yeah. different voice. Coaches want to emphasize some different things. Their, their personality is going to be a little bit more unique. And you don't have that bond of, like, knowing the guy all the way through the recruiting yeah. process, which I do think there's, it's important because there's an accountability there as a coach when you, when you recruit a guy and you tell him certain things, like, a good guy that was a good guy like if he tells you something like yeah. he's telling you because it's factual not just telling you it to make sure that like allowing the guys to get right. him to come to school well and you just lost a D coordinator right yeah you know, to, to retirement so i mean that's two new coaches that would have been trying to get these linebackers where they want them to be after a couple of years of them learning a maybe a different way yeah um so i, I think it's huge to keep him there and uh, you know I don't know what they did. I'm sure they sweetened the pot a little bit for him just to uh, you know, just, keep just him up little, north. Just a, just a little bit. If I had to guess, I would say it would be about a 20% uh, raise. But we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Um, File your Freedom of Information Act request, Austin. I mean, I know what it is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, they also hired a couple analysts last week. So we talked about this. Paul Rhodes, yeah. uh, pretty, pretty big name. Um, maybe I love that everyone refers to him as Iowa State's head coach. He hasn't been at Iowa State well, in five. I know, but if you've years. been a head coach, that's like when you're writing somebody's uh, obituary. Like that's the highest thing he's oh, achieved. Obituary. Well, I mean, there we go. That's the, that was the <laughs> pinnacle of his pinnacle of his career. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest here. If you're going to put something on there, you're not going to say he was just the Arizona defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, they well, that doesn't. <laughs> did they not do I so think well? Arizona State probably just scored. I think they again. gave up. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't they give up seventy-five? It was like eighty points. It, it was, was something crazy. A debacle. And somebody, you know, because somebody asked me about that right away. Like, oh well, this guy's defenses were terrible at um, Arizona, and he hasn't been good for you know Iowa State wasn't that good. Well, 
you know, he was pretty good at Pitt. That was a long time ago. You know, five top 30 scoring defenses. He's never had the same personnel to work with. Also, he's not coming here to be the defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the, coming to be an analyst and help in the secondary. Like The, ta- I, the talent he's getting at Ohio State, and he's going to be able to work <laughs> with be an Ohio all-star State. team of who he's coached before. <laughs> Compared to the talent that yeah. Kevin Sumlin had recruited at Arizona the last three or four years is like going from Little League to the pros. Like it, It's insane, the, the talent disparity. And I was, I was checking it out a little bit, and you wonder what he could have done with his defenses if he had more talent because, like you said, at Pitt, he, he had really nice defenses. So I think it's a great great move for Ryan Day to bring in an experienced guy to, to just get another voice in that room and, and have a, a different perspective on maybe what went wrong against Alabama, maybe what, what they can do better mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's big because you lose an older guy who was your coordinator to retirement. You need somebody else that's been around. We got some younger guys on the staff, this, that, and the other. You want somebody who's been around and been in different positions and thought, been able to think situations through from a head coach, from a defense coordinator, from an you know type thing. So I, I think it's going to be nice to have somebody with some experience. You know, he's been around the game for a long time, just helping that secondary or helping wherever he's needed. You know, on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, the perspective. It's just always to have a different set of eyes and yeah. someone that's not. Yeah, and Ryan's still a relatively program. young coach, right? Yeah, I mean, and help him through situations, not even just as a you know as a defensive guy, but overall in totality. Like Jay Z said, of how you're going to operate and how this impact, what you do impacts the special teams game, the offensive game. And also, he's down there, Kevin Sum- with Sum- Kevin Sumlin. He's a guy you'd like to party with, Austin. There's, <laughs> there's some legendary stories about Kevin Sumlin and him getting after it. You're just dropping a lot of hints in the show today. and just I guess people are going to have to tune back in because as we get through the offseason, we've got a lot more time to fill. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just teeing them up right as now. You can tell, you yeah, we're going yeah. to file those away. Yep. We're going to talk about a lot of other things. As we still got a long way to go. It's the middle of February. Uh, but we still had to have a great time in here at Roosters for Letterman Live. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us. Spencer Holbrook is down there, Jay-Z and Bob Carpenter. Appreciate everybody for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Of course, I'm just Austin Ward. Until then, bye-bye.